0: I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has checked out the podcast. If you really want to help me out, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or on YouTube. Subscribe, leave a comment, let me know how I'm doing, or give it a like. Anything helps. On this episode of the Don't Start a Band podcast, I have with me a near and dear friend to my heart, Phil Hutchinson. We have been, we never played music together per se, but we have always stayed in touch and our bands have always played shows together ever since I was 14 years old in Epic Stand. Um, He is now in a band called Water Aerobics. He is the mastermind behind it. He's an awesome guy, super fun, super down-to-earth. Yeah, and this podcast was super fun, super, super, super. We even talked about bidets, so look forward to that within the episode. This is episode number nine with Phil Hutchinson of Water Aerobics. Cue the music. Bill of Water Aerobics. Yeah, how's it going? Hello. Or I guess, are you in Water Aerobics? See, the thing is, there's like so well, many introduce people. introduce yourselves real quick.
1: <laughs> Nate Larkin, plays sax for Water Aerobics. You do? All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's been so in many bands with me.
0: <laughs> Hutchinson? Yes, correct. I assume you didn't play any sax in Golden Ticket. No. No, he didn't. I don't remember any saxophone in no, that band. No,
2: he didn't. No. Yeah, but uh, he's played with the car and water aerobics. Yep.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, tell the viewers and the listeners a little bit about yourself. Give us a brief, brief history of Phil.
2: Okay, well, I, um, I started playing cello when I was really young, and then from cello I graduated to bass, and then I started this band called Golden Ticket. Which we met in high school, OG. and I was like, uh, "Yeah, we were like 17, playing fucking awesome shows." You were 17. <laughs> yeah, you were like. 14. <laughs> I was 14. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, I was, it was a little tyke. Yeah, a little tyke. But we were playing fucking shows, and it was awesome. And then we both have just stuck through it. So I like, um, yeah. So I played in a band called Dakar after that, and that Nate played sax. And there was it was kind of this like jazzy hip hop thing yeah and then that kind of fell through because there's too many cooks in the kitchen there is like six people who are all leaders who are all kind of working for a similar goal but different tactics yeah and uh then i started water aerobics with my girlfriend at the time and then
0: i've just kind of carried it out (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh here we are 10 years later (laughs) the water aerobics was kind of like kind of like the backseaters in a way started as a duo and then all of a sudden here you are with yeah. uh um, the guys from Viretta. Did they move to Nashville too? Yeah, they moved to Nashville yeah, the Okay. Are they thing still one doing Viretta? What's that? Yeah. Are they still doing Viretta? Yeah, yeah, I think they definitely are. I
2: think they're they're uh, moving in, you know, they're adjusting to their new surroundings, but I think they'll okay. play some shows. I'm actually going to move down there in the next, like, week or two also.
0: Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> Not literally, but for real. I mean, I actually, Nashville? literally, yeah, I am.
2: <laughs> my I'm All nice. my, like, I've got just, like, such a big friend group yeah. down there.
0: Well, all the guys from vo slash Medic slash Saving Daylight are out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, dude. We got
2: Mason and Chase and, like, Mike Anderson, who is. Yeah. In, yeah, he's living in those houses and, like, the Reddick boys and. That's insane. Chase from, like, uh, Redlands and his own project. Oh, so, like, yeah. Yetsa's, How does that like, work
0: with them being from here and him living out there? Does he just travel a lot? They travel back a lot, yeah. Okay.
2: But, yeah, Whoa. so, yeah, I'm moving out there, and I think Nate probably will, too. Yeah, I'll be on soon. Well, <laughs> fuck you, then. <laughs>
0: just kidding. I'm just going to miss playing shows with you, man.
2: Well, I'll be back. I'll be living in a van, so.
0: Okay, you're uh you're actually not a stranger to that. No. Because of your ski bum days, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, I lived in a van for like two and a half, like three years, on and off, but mostly in the van, and so yeah. I miss it a lot. I lived in a house recently, and I just like hated it. Fuck houses. Yeah, I was like <laughs> paying rent, and right. I, I didn't have to think about where I was sleeping at night. Like, yeah. I didn't have to think about parking spots. I was like, I wanna think about parking spots every day.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> No, that's uh that's what I always admired about you is like being able I know ski bum's kinda like not the nicest term, but like Yeah, I'd
2: say it's probably pretty
0: accurate. Well like being <laughs> able to ski every day and like, you know, I'm sure the teaching was wonderful. But like just being able to be up there in the mountains every day. Um oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. on the off seasons, were you still living up in the mountains? No,
2: so I was living in my van up there, so I would save a whole bunch Uh because rent is like $800 for a bunk bed in a room with like four other guys. So like rent is insane, but they like pay for it. Like the the wages up there are good enough to like pay for that, but instead I just lived in my car and I'd save up and just like the rest of the summer I would just kind of like float around and drive around in my van. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: mean that... Drive to Canada. Trip to Canada and stuff. That sounds pretty tight. It was, um, it was
2: fun. Like, I love it. But by the end of, the like, the season, the ski season, I'm like, I never want to ski again. Yeah. But then it's, like, a week later, and I'm like, I want to go ski.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, staying on this nomad topic, I am really eager to hear about your trip. I followed it on YouTube a little bit. Well, thank uh, you. Plug thank your you. YouTube channel. Is it just water aerobics?
2: Yeah, just water aerobics. And, okay. yeah, so I, like... I had this idea to travel from coast to coast, just using friends of friends and strangers to find rides and places to stay and then I was gonna busk in the streets and meet people that way and Yeah.
0: It looked like you did meet. Yeah, I met plenty of people. It was actually
2: people. It worked out really well. Besides that very first ride, my I had this one ride, <laughs> day one.
0: I felt so not like I didn't like pity you or feel bad for you, but I was like fuck, here you are setting out on this, like, grand journey, and then you get stranded in Billings, Montana. Yeah, and the driver, like, I
2: couldn't... One of the things that I really was set out to do in this documentary-type thing was I wanted it to be about these strangers that I was traveling with. Yeah. And I learned that 100% of people do not want to be filmed. Like, so I had my camera and stuff, and they never wanted to be filmed. And even if they said it was okay, I would, like, set up my camera, like, this, like, sitting there, and they would, like, (laughs) freeze up. And so, like, it just became about me, which kind of, I mean, I'm great, but, like, I don't know, it was, so, yeah, so that guy, I I couldn't film him that much. He was, like, because of the government, I don't want you to film me, but then he was, like... For real? Yeah, he was totally like, conspiracy he theory. was like, I don't go to Boulder because I hate your generation. I don't get what they're saying. And he was like, he was like, <laughs> How yeah. How did you find this guy? Craigslist. <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, yeah, I have a red passport. And I can kill hookers in different countries and get away with it because of my, like, government immunity. And I was so, like, oh, What? what the <laughs> I just want to, just let me out. Just let me out. <laughs> let me out in Billings, Montana, please. Yeah. So, go that was, well. That was day one. Good thing
0: I'm not a hooker.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, right after that, he dropped me off at this venue. And there was these bands who were, like, this, like, pop rock band. And they had yeah. their vans and stuff. And I was like, maybe they'll give me a ride out of here. And I roll up with my, like, my guitar and all my shit. And I was like, hey, guys. I just kind of got stranded in buildings. Like, would you drop me off in your next town? And they're all like, no. <laughs> That's not going to happen. See, I would trust you looking at you. Right? I was trying. But so that was day one. It was super I'm hard. i
0: adjust the sound real quick. but
2: keep Yeah. It. Day one was super hard. And then the rest went pretty swimmingly. It yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I, you got hooked up with Weed Guy. Yeah, Weed Guy was cool. Although Weed Guy... um. This guy who worked for, like, a weed uh, seed company, yeah, he was, like, posting on Craigslist looking for, like, a young girl to come down the coast with me. And I was like, hey, man, like, <laughs> not a girl. I'm sorry, I'm not I a girl. I could shave my but, face. Like, I need a <laughs> we ride. Can pretend. I'm a YouTuber, musician person. Like, yeah. I just need a ride. And he was like, let's fucking do it. And then he brought me to this like weed convention and we drove through these like huge fires and stuff. And yeah, he was cool. He was definitely cool. We stopped like every hour to get a beer though, which made okay. it last like way longer. <laughs> but I was okay with it and he gave me a bunch of free weed.
0: Yeah. It looks like uh, you got to hang out with old friends and yeah. catch up with a lot of people. And like which friends cool. of
2: friends who I never spent time with. Yeah. And that was really cool because like, You'd be surprised like how much you get along with even people who are just like friends of friends who maybe yeah. like you hung out in groups, but you didn't hang out like together as much. Mm-hmm. And then you go live in their living room for like three days and all of a sudden you have this like yeah. new friendship. That's pretty cool.
0: That's the kind of thing I mean, especially for you, that would if I was going like doing that thing, it would definitely turn me into an optimist as far as. Believing in the human race goes Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you get so cynical Being in this city and dealing with I mean, obviously not the exact same people every day But just, like, being surrounded by right. this You know, group or whatever But then you get out there And you experience the generosity of All these different kinds of people Yeah,
2: and even, like, the busking itself When I was playing in the streets yeah. Was really crazy because, like I would encourage any musician who, like, plays shows and stuff all the mm-hmm. time to just go, like, set up on the street and see yeah. what it's like because it's so nerve-wracking. Like, you just set up there and people are, like, walking by you just giving you looks and you're, like, trying to play yeah. your song, like, wholeheartedly. <laughs> and yeah. But, like, you'd be surprised, actually, like, of all the weird stares you get How many people you get who will just stand there and will like toss you money or like even like thank you? They'll be like, "Yo, thank you for your song. That was great." And I'm like, "That's awesome!" Holy shit! Like this is middle of the day. I'm just like playing on the street, and it was it was really humbling. Wait, yeah, yeah, do it. Nice. So uh, yeah, but I frothy
0: cucumber sour. Cucumber sour. Uh, yeah, give it 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 a whirl. tonight sponsored by like, you not really but <laughs> um i'm good but that is fucking good though right holy shit it's like beer. warhead beer <laughs> <laughs> it is it's like, yeah,
2: like yeah. cucumber apricot lemon and it's
0: like yeah. candy beer yeah.
2: but yeah so i would recommend any musician listening to like go just try playing out in the streets because it's yeah. like humbling but also like once you're done and you've got people who stood around and you got people who tossed you money. You feel like you have like a slightly thicker skin. Yeah. about just like performing.
0: Oh yeah, I can't and even it, imagine. It's crazy. <laughs> well, cuz like even when you play at like any kind of festival or whatever, you get those people who are walking by and might stop for a song or two. Um, we played at a car show a couple months ago and mm-hmm. like people would stop and like, you know, bob their heads and then go on Keep about walking. their business, but like People in that uh, environment expect it, you know what I mean? So yeah. they expect to maybe stop for a few minutes and watch. But the fact that somebody walking down the street will stop and watch. And I mean, that's not like, you know, your average 16th Street drum, you know, yeah. paint can drum guy. Like you were singing your songs and I had a little loop. did I you do know. covers um, as well?
2: Yeah, because I would be out to there draw for people like... in
0: two to four hours
2: holy (laughs) shit yeah so i would like play all my songs and then i also have like what i call my wedding playlist of just songs i can play out of my like back pocket that's and so i would just practice those or like with my songs i do like first chorus first chorus loop a um like a rhythm part for the bridge and then Uh just do like a 10 minute solo on top of the bridge and then bring it back into the last (laughs) chorus and Cause I was just like killing time yeah. and like people walking by, people walking by are just like, just see me like sitting there just soloing away. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, watching the videos, you were not just, you know, standing there praying that somebody would watch you. Like even if nobody stopped, you were going hard.
2: I was, I was trying to grab attention going hard, Yeah, <laughs> but it was exhausting for like four hours. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: The kind of strange, strangey, the kind of strange thing about it was how the money came out to be about the same every time. Yeah. No matter where I was or time of day, it came
0: out to be about $15 per hour. That's... That's
2: For shit I'd be doing in my room anyway. Yeah, for
0: something that you wouldn't be getting paid for otherwise. Dude, you'd probably kill it out there too. (laughs) Just like set up
2: and just riff away. If both of you did,
0: like even if you just, you know, jammed or whatever on the street, Yeah, you know... Personally, if I was hearing that, I would like, it would get in my head and I would think it was like some sort of soundtrack to me walking down the street, <laughs> you know, so you're giving yeah, people yeah. that uh, movie. Um, Call quality their Life. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, like background soundtrack kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That's what you need. Port There's a guy who came up to me people. in
2: Portland and he played uh, an accordion with me. Oh, he just like walked oh, up yeah. and he was like playing an accordion. Oh yeah.
0: It was great. Is that the place where you went to that party? Yeah. So
2: I went to this party. That pretty And crazy. there were all these like proper street performers. People who just performed in the street, but they were doing a house show. Oh, wow. And these people were like just so raw and so like.
0: Immersed in the art. They were
2: amazing. And they were so much better than like. You can have, like, you know, the whole show where, like, you got this light rig set up. You've got your, like, back track with the harmonies set up, all this stuff. These people are just, like, give me, like, a mic, maybe a loop pedal, and they just throw down. Wow. I saw this girl tune a mandolin without a tuner. She had, like, perfect pitch, and then she, like, wailed away on the mandolin. But when she was tuning it without even listening to anything, I was, like, woo! (laughs) that was the most attractive thing i've ever seen
0: i couldn't do that it'd take me two to four hours just to (laughs) these were like get something some
2: proper musicians but it's weird because like their environment that they put themselves in kind of yeah is just like being street people like kind of
0: grungy street hippies i bet that's just like i can't even imagine how humbling that is just to i don't know to strip it all down it's, so. They're wild. I, that that day blew my mind. And they also, at that party, they had all these
2: snacks, and they also had <laughs> a free bowl of weed. <laughs> a free bowl of weed. <laughs> it was amazing. Sounds about right. Take mm-hmm. it, leave a leave Yeah, well, I took a nug, and then I stood around.
0: <clears throat> started sucking on it. And
2: I was, like, trying to talk to people, and the guy hosting the thing was like, did you grab some free weed? And I was like, yeah, I took a nug. And he's like, dude, dude, dude. And he grabs his grip of weed <laughs> and he puts it right in my just bare <laughs> no bag. hand no bag just hand yeah so <laughs> i had this fist of weed like, this like, amazing day where i was playing pocket. with these accordion guys and i was at this weird grungy i mean they were grungy but like they were still street kids yeah and this house had these amazing velvet wallpaper oh, shit. so i took a picture of my hand full of weed in front of this crazy velvet wallpaper and then i was just like hey, do you do you have a Ziploc I can put this yeah. in or something like a paper two bag. paper
0: plates that you can just put on top? Yeah. After that, that were you just kind of like, did that really happen? I went
2: home and was like, went to bed smiling. I was like, yeah. this is what the project was about. Like,
0: one hundred percent. Yeah. About
2: Billings Montana. And I just got like a half ounce for free, and then yeah. I continued to use that for as like currency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was, like, that one was a proper day. I mean, there were other days where, like, I traveled for, like, 26 hours or, like,
0: oh. nothing happened all oh, yeah, day. yeah, because you rode a bus for a while, huh?
2: Yeah, there were two times oh. I rode some pretty crazy buses and, like, so there were days where, like, nothing happened. But then there were days that were, like, exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. So it was – it came out well. I mean, I definitely romanticized some things like yeah. the uh, – um, the Strangers, like that whole thing. I just wanted yeah. it to be about these strangers that they I was like, like writing But you'd have a connection with. with
0: all of them. But nobody wanted to interview. Nobody wanted yeah. to be filmed. <laughs> no. That's crazy. But you got to, I mean, no disrespect to you. Like you got to think about the people who are willing to pick up strangers. And they got to be a little different themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it wasn't too... I'll pick you up. Don't talk to me. Don't film me.
2: Don't talk to me. Too. That's, our, <laughs> that's our first guy. I don't
0: want to oh know your God. name. I won't tell you mine. Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. So uh, what got you into music? Well, um, you
2: guys. well, you know what? I don't really know even. My mom worked in the radio industry. And really? I think I, Yeah, she worked for, you know, KBCO.
0: 90s. Do I know KBC? Yes. Of
2: course. <laughs> my mom uh, my mom worked there for like 17 years <coughs> as like shit. radio sales. So just like selling ads. But she did. Yeah, she worked still. there. And so like I got to go to concerts a lot when I was younger. And I think it was kind of that influence. I think my yeah. mom probably did.
1: What about you? Man, I just thought listening to music. Yeah. I think it's more like what got me into sex. Just like hearing jazz. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I want to do that.
0: <laughs> did, uh. Did both of you guys, I mean, your mom worked in radio, but did you grow up in, like, a musical household, or did, you know, yours um, just kind of happen? For me, no,
1: not really. I mean, like, my mom played violin a little bit, and, I mean, I if I was with my dad, we were at, like, yeah. my brother's house, and that dude was okay. just, like, a stoner. Yeah. dude that listened to Journey all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so the Journey all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, hanging out in the music house, so... <laughs>
0: I'm glad the uh, the influence didn't solely come from that guy. Yeah. But uh, what <laughs> what kind of jazz are you into?
1: Uh, I haven't listened to much jazz lately. Yeah. But, um, you know, just typical like John Coltrane.
0: Are you familiar with uh, Dave Brubeck Quartet? Yeah. Yeah. Did That's I, one did, of my all-time favorite when jazz you bands. Start yeah.
1: Playing saxophone, there's a lot of Dave Brubeck. Uh, yeah. Like workbooks. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. nice. so I've been through many of those. Yeah. yeah. Take five.
3: Yeah, take five. Uh, One yeah. of the most popular <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> A little bit of... <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: I just liked all the like jazz giant guys. That's, yeah. Like, cool. Their stories are cool. there's are normal,
2: normal fucking dudes.
1: That is super cool.
2: Yeah. Just fucking expressing themselves through n- proper notes. Yeah. Naughty notes. <laughs> naughty notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know? I like the naughty Throw notes. Throw some naughty notes in there, and you're like, jazz. <laughs> jazz. So it doesn't have to make sense.
0: How did Golden Ticket come to be? That's oh, what man. that's what the fans and the listeners want to yes. know.
2: <laughs> so the band that I started in when I was in high school called Golden Ticket was started by a friend called Drake, and he we had a class together and I overheard him saying, I've got these songs, and I got booked a show, and I don't have a drummer or bass player. And my best friend at the time, Brian yeah. Smith, mm-hmm. we like just jammed bass and drum all the time, and I was like Hey, um, I'm a part of a duo here. I you am the can, answer to all like, your <laughs> problems. What's up? Like, let's do it. And so they booked us like before we even had a name. It was one of mm-hmm. those one of those things where like, you know, you had to sell amount of tickets. It was like a it was Afton or um yeah, it was crazy because you know I was about? just
0: talking to uh, Reed and Tyrell last night. They do that with hip hop people too, where. You got to sell a certain amount of tickets. If you sell the most, you get to pick the time you play. Yeah. Such a what? bullshit it's such man. a scam. <laughs> yeah. But you know what?
2: Without that one show, we probably wouldn't have been where yeah. we were.
0: Well, because that gives you like a little fire. Just de- don't totally make a did. habit of playing those. Don't.
2: Like once you did that one show, you yeah. realize that's like your first, the first like boot camp of like, yeah. starting a band. You're Selling like, so tickets, you did this yeah. like thing where it like is a total scam and they take all your money. Now yeah. you have to do the thing 100%. where it's like only a partial scam, and they only take half your money. It's 90%. all a scam, man. But there. it's the best. So yeah. yeah, so that we we just like continued to play. It, Drake wrote the music, and we all just kind of followed him. You know, I I was I was like a bass player, but then I started playing guitar. So like, we just kind of followed his lead, and that's how I got started with Golden Ticket. Nice.
0: Any chance of a reunion?
2: um so drake just got married recently oh shit. and all of us went to his wedding and we were like are we gonna play a song are we gonna play a song or something <laughs> and i don't think so like <laughs> i also the songs were like, pretty bad yeah
0: well that but, i mean it's still that ep i forget what it was called chasing that's
1: yeah it's, it's still
0: I
2: totally know but I'm just like playing off the- um, I think I miss <clears> you
0: <throat> and wake up for some reason come on in my iTunes like every so often oh my god oh, really <laughs> which it's kind of like yeah it's like <laughs> this little gem cause it's like your first band but it's also some of Aaron Wagner's like first recording. Yeah, exactly. So it's like crazy to listen to that and then listen to Vo's new stuff. Oh my gosh! You know? Did you
2: hear their new one? The like "Help um, Me Help You" or whatever. No, I oh, haven't I heard that right. one. I, I really liked. It.
0: Shout uh, out Wander. Shout out. Oh to yeah.
2: Wagner. <laughs> Shout out, like. out A. Wag. Uh, yeah, no, we actually probably wouldn't also have made as much traction without Aaron because yeah. we played our first show and then the, our second show, which was like two days later. Oh, okay. Which was crazy, but it was at like a Highlands Ranch thing. We played with them and they had just won that um Battle of the Bands yeah. was it called
0: um, Epic the one liquid house. Battle one liquid Band. so they they were just we kind of hot shit. We played that with them, yeah.
2: They just won. And so we played with them and they were like we kind of like got got along yeah. and they're like actually we have a show in like 2 weeks. Do you want to come play? And then we played like you know a couple uh, like we played that and then a couple more like What's it called?
0: Was the Highlands Ranch thing you're talking about? Was that the homecoming parade?
2: The bonfire. No, no, bonfire. that was a while. That was after when we played the epilogues. Epilogues oh, yeah. came and played on her. <laughs>
0: well, cause we, I remember we played, um, we played a bonfire one year, and it was, and like it a was cold as fuck. Thing. Well, yeah, that was the homecoming parade it thing. Because I remember it was us and you guys and. Saving daylight at the time. Then it probably was honestly. Yeah. Yeah. We've known each other for ten years. Yeah, (laughs) that's insane. Yeah,
2: and like, yeah, I was actually telling him about it on the way over here. I was like, I've fucking known this kid forever, and we've been like (laughs)
1: going at it like forever.
0: Well, always just like, I just
1: knew Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: boy, he got married as well. Did he? Yeah, he's married and living in Maine. I believe went to some, like, school of mine, school, like, uh, oh you know, nice. super genius engineering. yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I I haven't talked to him in years. We, like, tried to stay in touch because my first band broke up because he moved to Egypt. Right. That's what we were talking like, about. Yeah. I,
1: go to I like remember being in a band and everybody was something. like, wait, where the fuck did that kid move to? Yeah, <laughs> like, Egypt.
0: Well, what's yeah. crazy is when we started the band, he was, like, your typical... Like kind of band kid or whatever, and throughout, like playing in a band, and I, you know, gave him some of my influences, and then he started to, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to that. first. Did you play episode? that one Liquid House? You played a One Liquid House Battle of the Bands right a couple, at the yeah. Douglas County Event Center. Yeah, where
2: they'd like the skate park and stuff. Yeah, and Ethan Griggs played. He rolls up, he looks like this little kid with an acoustic guitar and his parents just like over his shoulder. And I was like, who the hell is this kid? And he gets up there and just starts belting these like, like just this godly voice. I was like, damn, damn, (laughs) this kid kills it. (laughs) That
0: happens more often than I'm willing to admit. I'm like, (laughs) fuck these jokers and like. They get up there, they kill it, and then you meet them afterwards and they're super nice and they stick around and watch your band and you're like, I'm the the
2: biggest fucking dickhead. (laughs) I I do that too.
0: It happens. So how did water aerobics come to be? Because it seemed like, you know, you did Dakar and then things just kind of died off and then there was water aerobics.
2: Well, um, I had been in that band and I was kind of tired of the whole like, six people all trying to lead a band yeah and also with like even golden ticket stuff you realize that when you're in a band you have all these people who mm-hmm. have all these different commitment levels people yeah. take it really seriously people just kind of have fun doing it yep and so then like someone doesn't want to do something and it falls apart and fingers are pointed yep like you did this you fizzled out so the whole band fizzled out hmm I wonder pardon me I wanted to start a thing where if it died out, the only finger that could be pointed out was me. Yep. So like I wanted to take responsibility for everything. So if there's no success or not even like proper success, just like continuous motion and stuff, like the blame is only on me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't be pointing fingers, even if I am slightly part of the problem somewhere else. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't blame anyone except for myself. So that's why I started it, and, like, all parties knew when I started the band recording or, like, writing the music that, like, there wasn't any good fingers that were going to be pointed. Like, yeah. if something happened, like, I was going to keep doing it. I
0: feel you 100% <laughs> on that. So,
2: like, I'm not waiting around. Because, like, <coughs> I mean... It's like one of those things like some people get emotions so heavy into dance yeah. and like even if you write a song one night You're sitting around and you're like oh my god I got this idea for a song you write a whole song and they're like well you didn't incorporate me in writing this bass part Yeah and You're like well like if I can I just had this idea for a song like I'm sorry yeah. I just popped it out I'm like I don't I don't want those emotions like I'm just trying to like write some music Have some fun on stage with my homies And like, you do
0: for yeah. sure
2: That is like that's our number one rule is like you're have only fun. allowed to have fun And, um, so, so yeah, that was kind of the whole idea. It's like, I'll have all these people come in. Like I've had like four different drummers. I've had like three different bassists. Like all these different people have played with me, but it's only like, we're going to go play these simple, like shitty songs. Mm -hmm. We're going to only have fun. We're going to rock out. We're going to put on a show. Yeah. And then like, there's no, like no emotions involved. I just tell people to come and play. Not that I'm like play monkey play, but like, you know, like, yeah. The, I, I tell them what's up, like, here's the song. This is how yeah. it's played, and, like, let's go have fun. Let's go drink some beer and, like, yeah. just party on stage.
0: It seems like that is, like, the basis of, I mean, definitely your life in music, but your life in general is just all about the human experience and, like, moments. Yeah,
4: exactly. It,
0: I mean, you talking about, you know, moving to Nashville is the first time I've ever heard you talk about future things. Yeah. You're usually like a right now kind of guy. <laughs> kind of like, well, I don't know what yeah. I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's rad. Which because is pretty true. I don't know where. still, still is I'm on couches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, grass is always greener, right? Like, yeah. I look at that, and I'm like, fuck, I'm worried about shit two days from now, two weeks from now, two years from now. Yeah. And I'm like... Some days, some days I'm like this fucking close. I'm going home for lunch. I can see the mountains, and I just think, I'm just going to keep going.
2: Just fucking going. I'm to just going to keep going until <laughs> I
0: run out of gas. Breathing the fresh air. It just it feels nice to <laughs> have the inkling that I might have some sense of control over my life yeah
2: exactly <laughs> it's no, nice to do no control, control. <laughs> you just paint that's, with the colors of the wind that's exactly nice. that's why I'm going out there too yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> is it uh is it pretty like as far as rank goes and stuff is it Boy, <laughs> you know it is yeah fairly okay. even though it's like sure. you know we, the hub for rock and roll at
1: houses yeah and I found like a one bedroom like studio house with like a two-car garage it's like a thousand bucks a month for it.
2: Surprisingly and enough, it's, it's like, like a
1: full yeah. house with a huge backyard. Damn.
0: And like, uh, but is like the toilet in with the bath or with the bedroom? No, no, no It's
1: like a full size one bedroom. Oh, house. okay. They just called it a studio in the
0: yeah. In the well, because you'd be <clears> lucky <throat> to get a studio in Denver for fourteen hundred. <laughs>
2: That's, That's what right. we were saying. It's, it's like, hard to live here now. <laughs> it's a it's a smaller place. Like the city is yeah. smaller. Okay. And what we kind of learned or what I was just telling him is like there is a ton of music and it is the hub for music. And you would expect all these people to move there for music. And I mean, I'm yeah. talking for someone who hasn't. lived Everybody
0: there, I know who has moved there is for music.
2: But did they have are they
0: still there? Yeah. Really? Uh, Gabe Kitzman. I was in Shoot to Please and Express Line with him. Yeah. Um, he moved there. I wanna say five almost five years ago. Oh yeah. And he's still there. He's like he's not really playing rock and roll anymore. He's like um, you know, writing songs and like selling them to people. But Yeah, apparently that's
2: a big thing too.
0: He's fucking doing it.
2: Yeah, and that's what I want to do, really anything in the industry, but like I'll always have water aerobics because like Mm -hmm. it's almost like an outlet for just being ridiculous and having fun on stage. So, like, even if, like, you know, I get more involved with, like, writing with people or even, you know, fucking whatever, yeah. whatever music industry stuff, because I'll still do music industry stuff, but, like, water aerobics and, like, shout out to Bad Noise Bears. <laughs> <Eight>. um, <laughs> that'll always be there to, like,
0: you know. Is that, like, your, musicians. like, sub-underground band?
2: um Kind of, yeah. It's this collective, <laughs> this, like, brotherhood, yeah. uh, almost a fraternity of yeah. uh, boys oh, we shit. had, uh, We got (laughs) Trucky D, we got Otis, we got Thing 1 and Thing 2, Chase, The Sauce, Martinez. That
0: does sound like a (laughs) brotherhood. Yeah,
2: it's so like, actually we like, the song that I'm releasing tomorrow um, will be the first release under Bad Noise Bears Records.
0: Is that what... (laughs) Yanny and Laurel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's
2: like under. So it's like a
0: kind of like a production group. Like. Yeah, it's just like
2: all those guys, like the Veretta guys, Mason, Chase, like the, fucking, I get them, Vinyl guys, like. Yeah. Just all these people who are A rad community. Yeah, just like kind of yeah, just like this community that like we hang around to write like silly rap songs and. Like, I don't know, just help, like, on this song that I'm releasing tomorrow, Mason does some stuff, Rob does some stuff, Chase did the mixing. Okay. Like, it it was kind of, like, within the family, and, yeah, so Bad Noise Bears. Damn. (laughs) That is sick as fuck. Yeah, we're, I actually have this idea for this space that we call the Hibernator, and uh, <laughs> it's this big, like...
0: Really going in on the bare theme. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I'm going to go with something. Go with so, like, I want it to be this one, like, warehouse shop area where you have, like, a little photo shoot area, like a seamless, like a white yeah. seamless. You've got, like, a podcast studio. you got a rec- little recording studio. A multimedia you got, like, a garage center. with, like, a door and a grill and dog running around, like, different computer spaces. That does sound awesome. I want, like, a cool, like, one-stop shop yeah. And I want to do this thing where, like, I want to get kids who just graduate from music college who want to mm-hmm. do, like, tour managing or, like, band managing or booking and pair them with new local bands that are, like, kind of young and fresh. Yeah. So that they can get an internship with this, like, pseudo label. Yeah. Where they're not like getting coffee, you know, like there's like Mm -hmm. internships where they're like doing like the grant work, which like learning. They're
0: learning, and they're so like throwing them in and letting them swim. And those are unpaid
2: in community. Yeah, exactly. It would be like this like community where people feed off each other, but like it would be an internship where like. The one that you're going to get where you're getting coffee every day is going to be an unpaid internship. Yeah, this one will probably be an unpaid internship. <laughs> but <laughs> but you'll be doing if, your job. If you, I but imagine you, won't get you to drink like, the coffee. Say yeah. you want to be like a tour transport. managing. You can yeah, your own damn you can get a little bit of a cut or something. You know, like you work hard, mm-hmm. you can get like. you'd be paid any experience you wouldn't get any money but like if the band gets like a little they get like you know say you book some band to play somewhere and they get $100 for the night maybe you get like 10% or something that's still better than the unpaid internship where you're gonna get like zero dollars, $0 and you're just getting the coffee and so like I would like to do this like community where it's like this thing where you set kids up with smaller bands but also you could come to this workshop and it's like this like
0: do you want to take me to Nashville with you? Dude. You're getting uh, me hi- fucking to pumped. To the hibernator. On it. it almost seems so. like you're <laughs> like you're building a scene. Like sometimes I feel like Denver needs to be rebuilt a little bit cuz especially <laughs> like no disrespect to any, you know, bands in the alternative rock scene, but like being at that hardcore show on Sunday and just like hardcore shows in general like yeah. All hardcore bands come out and support all the other local hardcore bands. Yeah. I feel like in the alternative rock scene in Denver, it's kind of like everybody running their own way out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see a
1: lot of the music here is like that.
0: Yeah. Colorado definitely has this like sound, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they do.
0: Adult contemporary.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's like so spot on. Mm. It is true. I can't say that. I don't feed way into much it. Time but. <laughs> but see you
0: don't because it's not like you know I don't know, I feel like that stuff is very I'm not really sure how to phrase it. Yeah. You you probably know what I'm talking about. I just I don't wanna like throw anybody under the bus just because it's not my style of music. Right. But the thing I think that is similar between water aerobics and the backseaters is there's so much air for like improvement and like if you want to kind of go this way for a song or an EP, you can. If you want to go this way, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just so creatively open that you you know rather than other
1: bands I've been in have been that way.
0: What's that like? just like open
1: open, up, open to genre yeah, yeah
2: I think that's great yeah, yeah there's a lot a and lot of bands car, that like stick to like the that. same sound
1: Gravity Tapes was like that yeah your band's like
2: that yeah I try to yeah. I try to keep it a little wider but yeah. it's yeah. hard I don't know I never know how to like write a specific sound you know like when you like hear to genre. I can't yeah, do that can't at do all that. like like people and, and maybe it's just like I have a lack of experience of writing songs myself because up until Water Aerobics, I never really wrote my own songs. I was just like rhythm or following like what the band was doing. So I never know like, you know when you hear a band and you're like, oh, they're good, but they kind of sound like a, this band, Rip Off. Like, yeah. You know, insert band name here.
0: No one has ever hit us spot on with this sound like band. Yeah. And I, I couldn't yeah. do that for your band. I don't know.
2: Like, I don't know yeah. how to write. Like, if I could, I would write, like, if I could, I would be like a Strokes Rip Off or something or Foles. But like, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how to even do that. Like, yeah. I just like write songs where I'm like, I hear stuff and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool riff. And yeah. then I like <laughs> try to put vocals to it. And I'm like, I think this sounds okay.
0: <laughs> well, not to be all like, you know, Sappy or uh, cliche, but I think for you and I both, when it comes to songwriting, mm-hmm. the reason I know that I have a hard time, like I've tried to just say, All right, I'm gonna write a standard pop punk song. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and I'll start on it, but like I'm not feeling it. So I get up and walk away, or I'll come yeah. up with a riff and I'll be like, Fuck this pop punk bullshit. This riff would sound good in my own style because it's all off of like what I enjoy, what I would want to listen to, and like how I feel. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a it's songwriting is an interesting, weird thing.
0: Yeah. Well, because you're just you're pulling this sound from nowhere. It literally doesn't exist. For I live for that. For a lot of songs. You know, obviously there's some people who, you know, take little bits and pieces and they put it together and uh-huh. call it their song, but like, there's just those songs that hit you and they literally don't exist, but they're stuck in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's totally. fucking weird.
2: It is weird. I totally get
0: it.
3: Um,
0: so how do you feel? Ask everybody this. And actually last night was the first time I got like a different answer for it. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like music business and streaming goes. Mm -hmm. And I guess more so streaming. Like how do you feel about streaming services being a musician and also being a consumer?
2: Um, I personally love them. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the thing that sucks about them is like the no money Yeah, and the like whatever but with this we're also eliminating like really the need for a label as far as like distribution goes and i think that's really cool and important because you can like i can record a three minute thing of fart sounds and i can put it on ditto put it on like spotify and try to send it out to friends to put like my fart sound song (laughs) so they're like and you know what like there's no label needed for that like The distribution aspect, like, yeah, they're, like, a bank loan, and they can help you get on tour, and there's, like, good connections and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I think as far as getting your music to people, I love streaming services. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I think they do more positive than they do negative, and the negative does suck. Yeah. But, I don't know, like, I think it's one of those things where if you are truly, truly, like, in your soul you're like I'm gonna be musician and mm-hmm. I'm gonna make music and make it my job you have to understand you're not gonna make money from the song itself from that one mp3 yeah. file no. unless you're like fucking lady gaga <laughs> or like yeah. something like that there's no way like you're gonna make money from the like merch yeah, the merch, yeah. like, most, first and Mer- foremost, like shows. merch and, like, if you can get guarantees. Yeah. yeah, That's where you get your money. And maybe if you have, like, a Patreon or something and people, yeah. like, really feel That's like donating. That's getting I think it's a really great yeah. idea, and I think people really get it. Like, if you reach out to people and you're like, hey, I'm doing this thing, I want your help. If you love me doing my thing, donate, you know, $5 a month yeah. or something. I think people would love to do that. I think... Yeah. I think you being genuine and asking people for their help mm-hmm. da- is huge. Rather than being like, pay iTunes 99 cents where you'll get like 30 cents of that. And a like, band Bandcamp,
0: you get zero. Yeah. Like we <laughs> put a, s- I think it was a single up. Somebody bought this single and the breakdown after everything that gets taken out. And it was like, and your cut is 0.00. zero. Point zero, zero. And I was like. All right, Duh. but at least I was happy still because somebody downloaded it, right? So like exactly. I mean, there's,
1: there's like a threshold to bring. Yeah, like once you get so many people listening to your song, yeah, it will make you money. Yeah,
2: yeah. and it. But I think like off of,
1: but like, like Spotify and stuff like that, like that's not gonna make you money. Point zero now, zero, like, I think 0. When you a huge six cents. And you're selling that show for X amount of money. Like that's, exactly. That's where you're a paid artist.
0: Well, yeah. Taylor Hahn, the guy who uh, produces us now that we record with, he said that um, bands are basically uh, a T-shirt or media company that also has Makes music. These- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's not That wrong. has a soundtrack to their T-shirt company. That's not wrong. Yeah. So it's definitely... It's
2: sad, but it's like... If you're honestly gonna do it, you yeah. have to come to terms with those things.
0: I think, yeah, we're all just definitely trying to navigate it for sure because it's this unknown thing that twenty, you know, twenty years ago, I think the internet was like starting to come around, but regardless, there was no like music streaming. Like yeah. everyone was still taping up wire, show flyers, <laughs> yeah no limewire frostwire BitTorrent, torrent napster, Caza, napster. napster. <laughs> i but never see, did like, that shit at
2: least like at least we're not on like <laughs> napster or limewire because yeah. like LimeWire. that's like absolute zero like spotify we might get 0.00000 <laughs> yeah, like one, 1 cent but the thing <laughs> about the like <laughs> <of the cent. laughs>
0: The thing about Spotify too is you can see that people are listening to it. It yeah. seems like you know yeah, you get if people were. You can see yeah. like the analytics. Well, and when you get like put in a playlist or something like that, like not to sound corny, but I'm stoked when somebody says, "Hey, I listen to your shit and I enjoy right? it." Right. It's no, just kind of like, wow, I wrote this thing and you took time out of your day to listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever gotten the um? <laughs>
2: oh my God, like you came on a playlist and it was so good to have just like in the background the other
0: day. I've definitely had that. Well,
2: I mean, (laughs) I guess that's good. I like that. (laughs) The funny
0: thing is my fourth podcast, there was this dude, um, Mike, from a band called Charlie Horse. Mm -hmm. And super nice guy. We had a great conversation. And he was telling me because he you know, did some learning up on the back seaters and stuff just, you know, to have a healthy conversation. And the first thing out of his mouth about our new EP was, yeah, me and my wife have been falling asleep to it every night. (laughs) And I was like, like, do you okay. ever have sex? And you know? he was like, no, <laughs> It's not putting us to sleep, but it puts us like in this, you know, trance, whatever. And I was like, That's I mean, awesome. Kind of music, but <laughs> I'm glad it's not putting you to kind sleep. Kind of high energy, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to should make you sleepy. Definitely not <coughs> Enya.
1: Yeah. But I was, uh, I was at work one time and this dude was like listening to music on his old work speaker. Yeah. And uh the last band I was in. Uh, like the song came on and I was like, dude, I was just like working and I was mm-hmm. like, I know the lyrics to all this song. I was like, oh fuck, this is my song. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, bad like, It was a Gravity Tape song. Oh nice. And it was one of the dudes I worked with and I was like, oh, I didn't even, like, you've never came to one of my shows or anything. And he's like, oh yeah,
2: I love your, I love your album. Oh <laughs>
1: well, like, fuck you then. Cool dude. But Thanks. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how are we? How are we doing on time? We're fine. Okay. So. This will be interesting to hear from you because and like I value your perspective on things mm-hmm. just cuz it's like it's a breath of fresh air. You know how like some people and I'm not saying anybody who has been on the podcast like everybody who's been on the podcast is great. Yeah. But uh, you know you can have conversations with people and you can almost guess what the answer is going to be. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to advice like it seems like you could almost give advice for music, not only music, but for like just being a human in mm-hmm. general. So like what advice would you give to maybe somebody who's about to graduate high school or somebody who wants to play music? Basically, just give me advice, Phil.
2: Um, I would say if you want to do it, don't do it. If you have to do it, do it. Like, if music is, like, your only thing that you can, and it's, like, you keeps you up at night, you're, like, "Well, this four-chord progression. Like, you're laying in bed thinking about, like, snare tones. Like, do it. But if you're, like, oh, I want to play guitar in a band, like, it's not for you. I I would say, like, and do it because you love it and because it's, like, a passion. Because, like, you can get burnt out really quick because there's so much industry stuff that'll, Mm -hmm. like, kill you. A lot of roadblocks. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, not fun stuff. That's, you know, like emails and like fucking selling tickets, which I do poorly. And like, just (laughs) so many like so many bad things. But like, have fun. And if you can have fun, and like, it's what you need to do, do it. Yeah. I I don't know. That would be my that would be my advice. I am a
0: shit human being. If I don't get to play music. For like a couple of days. Like, <laughs> I. Start and I attribute stuff. it, yeah, <laughs> to not playing music. But up until I think yesterday, I hadn't touched a musical instrument since Sunday. And like, usually I play every day. Like, mm-hmm. I have to do it. Yeah. And like, I was just fucking pissy and just a grumpy ass dude for like it. three days. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. yeah. just a yeah. need. Yeah. yeah. Like in it, it, that definitely goes for playing music. Like some people have to be listening to music at all times. And like, I don't know about you, but when I listen to music, I'm not very good at passively listening to it. So if I'm listening oh to gosh, it, I'm fucking dude, listening to it, you know? No. Oh, yeah,
2: like, there's so many times I've gone on, like, random, like, fucking Tinder dates or something, and I'll be meeting someone for the first time, and I'm like, oh, you have, like, a sister, or, like, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. like, some song comes out, and I'm like, oh, this is Rage Against the Machines. All like, the this fucking right time now, like, in restaurants. So, by the way, like, here's, like, seven facts about this song, and this person's like, yeah. all right, like this
1: Great, Well, somebody's, man. like, telling
0: you something, and you're sitting there going... And they think you're just super intrigued and then you start nodding your head. Is this in 4-4? Yeah. Is this in, like,
2: 8-11? Oh what my god. Going yes. on right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I get that.
0: <laughs> but, you know, like, I don't know. I find myself, especially lately, when I drive, like, not listening to music just because I'm hearing it and thinking about it all the time. So, I don't know, but... It's good to know that there's other people like me out there who yeah
2: oh no no oh god I get have that. to do it and it's like
0: it's really hard to explain to somebody who isn't like that you know
2: no oh yeah no I totally get have it have you ever tried <laughs> yeah it's... I'm like so I want you to imagine my brain it's like yeah. boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and that's just my brain yeah. all, all the time long. like <laughs> all day long. so if a song comes <laughs> on by the strokes that I know like. I'm going to be listening to that and not listening to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: well, I was telling somebody on one of the podcasts that I will be walking through the mall or something with family, my fiance, whatever, and we'll be walking through and I'll just start bobbing my head because I hear a song in my head, you know, <laughs> Yeah. whether it's one I'm making up in my head at that moment or one that I just have stuck in my head. And I have been called out for just bobbing my head to a random beat. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey. Well, come back to Earth. And yeah. You're like, it's just always beat. there. All day, every day. So uh, as far as plans, future plans go. Well, Nashville. I a
2: song. Uh, yeah, Nashville.
0: Yeah. Our conversation earlier kind of kills this question. Like usually, you know, Towards the end or whatever the podcast, like to ask what people's plans are. Yeah, yeah, I think we established you're not really a plan guy. Oh, I wanna know do you still have your YouTube outfit, your subscribe oh my God. outfit? Did you burn it? <laughs> I, Did you do. Burn it? <laughs> I wanna
2: burn it. It's so
4: gross. Get a shadow box. The, uh, you should get a shadow for box. Put like the shoes you list for like
2: YouTube, YouTube. For like a month and a half, I wore all white, including a vest that had a giant ad on the back. That was like was silly so, you and, might not your and kind of amazing. That's
1: your YouTube plaque. Right?
2: It yeah. was. I mean, it's pretty gross Straight looking out. now, Hell but yeah. it was. It was. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. I have but. a buddy who has tour shoes in a shadow box, and <laughs> oh, thank God that thing doesn't have vents. Well, okay. <laughs> so the shoes, like towards the end of their life, probably didn't stink because there was so many perforations in them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they probably didn't stink that bad, but he's got him like sitting in a shadow box with like all of his tour laminates and stuff. That's kind of you should do cool. that like like, that. like a superhero. How they you should get a fucking steel mannequin, yeah, and <laughs> then dress it up, get a glass case oh, around God. it. We'll that would be like the off off of and, and, and then people will be like, a Give it a <sighs> we need day. fill, we need water aerobics fill, and then you stand in front of it, contemplate it for a little bit, and then everyone just sees you button it up. Could you imagine, like, the impression people would think of me if I had
2: this mannequin dressed as me at a point of my life? Like, With hair and everything. I would everything. be like, hey, guys, so this was me in, like, 2018. <laughs> I did this thing, and I, I have this whole mannequin now devoted to the all-white outfit. And then you'd
0: have 2009 mannequin <laughs> yeah. that has a... Uh, TV yeah, DB or the, the what huh? baggy well, beanies yeah what was that well yeah that <laughs> uh, what was that brand that the uh, pig with wings Kills. yeah one of those God t-shirts God. some skinny jeans
1: <laughs> dude yeah some
2: white vans black vans
0: and a blue marshall sitting next to it that's what you had right I had
2: a pur- I had a purple marshall but okay well
0: I'm colorblind enough. so Are you? I'm convinced that purple doesn't exist man
2: it might be brown also.
0: I think purple is a color made up by the government to make you think that you have more options I'm than you actually do.
2: I am 100% on board with this. <laughs> Sometimes I see purple. That's as deep as
0: I go as far as conspiracies. Sometimes as I see purple and I'm yeah. like, Fuck are purple. you
2: actually brown or are you purple? And I can never decide.
0: Same with magenta and mauve.
2: Mauve, mauve. God fucking
1: mauve. Mauve, mauve is the name of the dude night.
0: from Home Alone. <laughs> mob
1: just reminds me of hey arnold yeah the, yeah the mob avenger it was a fucking go-kart i don't know yeah
2: did you know that grandpa had a bidet in hey arnold <laughs> no really grandpa had a bidet i just experienced a lot of bidets this past month yeah. Let me tell you guys, we are really living in the stone age when it comes to like
0: So I've I've we wondered need some about that. bidets. Because you can Listen, get
2: uh, internet. We need bidets. More bidets. Public in the US.
0: service announcement.
2: Except I burnt my butthole once.
0: It what? It gets that hot. Well
2: because you got it's like it's like a sink. <laughs> It's like a sink. You have the hot water and the cold water, you know? Oh, fuck. They shouldn't let people control that. The hot and the cold, you know, (laughs) it varies. The heat, it'll warm up, you know? So you're sitting there and like all of a sudden you're like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Burn butthole. God forbid it
0: misses and hits you right in the sack. Dude, it's Hypothetically, if it gets too cold, like if it's basically shooting ice cubes at your asshole, does like...
2: That doesn't help with cleans- cleanliness. I apologize
0: <laughs> to the people listening to the podcast I, who have not heard me talk like this. Unfortunately, I do say shit like this all the time if you have this <laughs> preconceived notion of me. We're it's talking wrong. About but talking about I just holes. want to know if it's like too cold. You know how when you're in a hot tub, you lay in the snow, it's bad for your body because it's like shock? Sure, you know? sure. If it's like shooting cold water, like would your... Unit just like invert, like pull up super hard. I don't know,
2: you know, I, I never got it too cold, just too hot. Just to yeah, like, <laughs> just burn the. Thing. That is incredible. But it was incredible. It really was like really. That yeah, bidets are. I hadn't either until like this past month. Okay. And is it like
0: my are the best. shout out to my tushy? I've heard that they are a, a company that you can order a bidet from. Really? But uh, huh. I've thought about it, but I just so it's game changer absolute game changer clarify yeah you spray the water yeah and it just like hits and then falls in the water yeah and and then you just like is it kind of like when you know someone like barely napkins their face they just pat it down like how did do, how does the process end? Cause it's not like you just spray your ass and hike and up your put drawers on some and wet move. Pants. No way, no no. No,
2: no. you gotta what, pat it is down, it, baby. Is a towel? Is it still toilet paper? No, you got toilet paper there. Okay. You pat it down with some toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, okay. yeah. But sometimes, like, oh, whew. I mean, they're finicky. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, oh, shit. like, there was a time that I stood up before <laughs> <This> the water <laughs> was done going and it got all over my pants. It was like this waterfall, and I was like, no, not on the ground. But, you know, I, I was a foreigner who knew nothing about bidets. Yeah.
0: But Oh, yeah. You were out of the country. Yeah. I was like, where are the f- in whose Italy, fucking house France, are you chilling in? There at? were, like, okay.
2: bidets everywhere. That was Well, makes not way in more the, like, the hotels we were staying in. We had bidets.
0: Yeah.
2: Oof. God, <laughs> we are slacking. Bidets are amazing. That would be a great band name, Bidet.
0: That is really cool. <laughs> the I would, water. want would <laughs> be like a
2: math math rock band called Bidet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Dude. Let's go. <laughs> My mind is blown right now because I it's kind of one of those things where you stop and you look up to the sky and you wonder about it for two seconds and then you go, nah. <laughs> No, that's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh Ain't nothing too crazy. Ain't nothing too... You've you've really done it all. <laughs> done, seen you and experienced.
1: You have lived, sir. <laughs> Damn.
0: Yeah. If it... I wasn't envious before, knowing <laughs> that potentially your asshole is cleaner so than clean. mine. So clean. I envy you. One hundred percent. I just,
2: I just don't understand how there's all these old places in France that have it. Yeah. And we don't, and we don't have them here. Like we're so new. Dude, you think we would have these like really high tech bidets or something? You know, if you're in a bathroom, European.
0: (laughs) Charmin, man, it's kind of like big pharma. There's big, (laughs) big Charmin that's blocking the bidet companies from
2: coming. Oh my god, toilet paper companies are like. They got like undercover
0: Charmin employees working at UPS. That's and they're amazing. Like, my tushy. Whoosh. Gone. Get out of
2: here. Don't shop on Amazon. Don't Dillard's shop. is the best. Dillard's. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, no plans for the future. <laughs> just <laughs> waiting to use a bidet just again. That's <laughs> just Just passing time until <laughs> I get that next I've score. I've been Google searching for bidets in Denver <laughs> everywhere. I found one at the Brown Palace. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. God. How ironic would that be? Yeah, right. I know. I, like, said that, and I was like, hey, good job, dude. <laughs> good
0: job. Like, the good Brown job. Palace bidet. Mm.
2: The one bidet. In the the brown. one bidet. Yeah. Even yeah, Molly Brown visited it.
0: <laughs> and you go in there and you go, I need to use the bathroom. And they go, Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of bathrooms And you go, No, you not. Yeah, the the, yeah, the no, bathroom. The, the Molly Brown bidet. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Molly Brown bidet. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That is insane. So, <laughs> <sighs> sorry to bring it back. I know. Sorry. No need to be sorry. Honestly, this podcast could probably go for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um,. But I guess, uh, tell us about this track. It's unreleased. It comes out tomorrow, tomorrow right? Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. So, so I'm going to work my ass off to have the podcast up by tonight. So I'm like, yo, it was on the Don't Start a Band podcast before. I yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll definitely share it. I, I like, No worries if it
2: isn't. But yeah, I've got this song that I, it kind of was one of those ones where, you know, you're like sitting around and all of a sudden you have a whole song in mm-hmm. your head and you're like, oh God, I got to go track this like right now. So, I like, laid down first, you know, first tries of every part just to have, like, a whole song. And then it sat there and it stewed for a little bit. And when I was in Nashville on my trip, mm-hmm. Mason and I were sitting around and I was like, hey, I got this song I've been loving. And I really loved, like, playing it in the streets. Um, and I was like, do you want to just, like, I've got most of it done. Yeah. We don't really need to do much except, like, just kind of spruce up some parts. And so we uh, we sat down, and so like half of the half of the tracks on this song were recorded on my iPad, just oh, like nice. an iPad speaker into GarageBand.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, and the just beat, the iPad speaker,
2: just the iPad. or, yeah, iPad microphone. Like, wow. I just recorded it like just to get the idea out. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like these tones. Even like this is fine. So we recorded like. Half of the stuff we recorded, we recorded vocals, we mm-hmm. put a new drum track on. I programmed a drum that's actually still on there. It's just tucked really, yeah. really far. And then we used, like, um, Darren King. You know Darren King from Mute Math, that
0: drummer? Uh, this, like, I didn't pack. know his name, but I know yeah, the, Mute, Math. The Mute Math drummer, Darren
2: King. He is my favorite drummer. Armistice is
0: one yes. of my top favorite albums, for sure.
2: So he has a sample pack. So we just programmed a bunch of samples from him. That's awesome. So, like, I got my favorite drummer technically playing on this song. So, we, like, programmed this drum on top. We recorded vocals. We spruced up some stuff. We drank a ton of White Claws and had his – Mason's girlfriend. Mason kind of sings on it. Um, Rob kind of sings on it. Like, just a little bit of backups. Yeah. So, like We were just, like, goofing around recording stuff, which is, like, again, back to, like, the water aerobics, like, mentality is, like, yeah, rather than, like – we're like really throwing down these vocals i'm gonna do like 120 takes of it like we were just partying and yeah. like threw down some vocals and damn and uh yeah it, and that's it came out like half ipad half just ma- in mason's room in his little studio and then yeah we sent it over to chase and he mastered it but like i don't know i i really love this song it, it's it's two chords
0: yeah it's <laughs> really chords, two the whole song. is there a lead part as well uh yeah there's like a okay. little riff and like yeah yeah and because and i was gonna say that'd be impressive if it was just, just a chords. rhythm guitar with two yeah. chords
2: no no there's there's two actually lead parts that play but it's um
0: that doesn't take away from the radical nature of it but, nah,
2: no no so. and you can like hardly tell that it's two chords mm-hmm. I mean, maybe but like uh yeah so we just kind of like we just threw it down and had fun and it was kind of about like you know when you think you have this memory of someone that you like kind of romanticize and you like try to hit up a person yeah and then you realize like they're a different person and so are you like you're a yeah. different person so that's why like i had it like it was just like two chord song and i called it ea for a long time because those are the two chords yeah and we recorded it and we were like sitting around outside like talking and I was like it's about perception. Like you see one thing and it's another thing and I was gonna call it the dress for a while, you know, like that dress like yeah, yeah, some people see gold. like different yeah, colors. Yeah. And then we were like, Yeah, it's kinda like that like Yanny Laurel thing, you know, where some people hear like these different frequencies and other people and I was like, yeah. Whoa, I kind of like Yanni Laurel for the song better. Yeah. And so that's what we went with. Damn. And I was like, Let's call it that and like there's a weird sample in it from, like, a reality show from, like, the mid-2000s. What show? Um, oh, God, I can't even think of what the show is called right now. But it's this girl, Alexis Nyers. So have you ever heard of that movie, like, The Bling Ring? Mm-mm. It's this, like, really rich Hollywood girl who all of a sudden, she's, like, a high schooler. She starts robbing celebrities' houses because they're <laughs> out of their houses for, like,
0: months <laughs> at a time. Oh, damn.
2: Bling yeah
1: bling ring i thought you were bringing it back to the
0: day no <laughs> dude
2: damn you know i got a bedazzled ring but um we're back we're oh, back um so uh yeah so there's a scene where she like has this interview that goes awry and she yeah. calls this this um, person who led the interview and leaves like seven messages that are all the same, and they're kind of like she keeps getting interrupted by her mom yelling also over her, and like it's it's a weird video. Yeah. So at one point it's like this post chorus thing. I just sample like a quick sound bite, and I just yeah. like tuned it down, so it's like this deep voice mm-hmm. where it's like this is Alexis Nyers, <laughs> and it's like I'm so disappointed in your article, like. I don't know. It's weird. So, like, I don't know. We did a bunch of funny stuff like that. There's, like, all these, like, silly talking in the background because we were goofing around. Yeah. Like, Mason at one point is yelling in the background. Uh, There's one point where I'm just, like, shout out to Bad Noise Bears. Like, Damn. And and it's, like, still, like, it's all tucked in so nicely where if you just listen to it on a surface level, you'd be like, oh, he wrote like kind of this pop rock song. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to all these, like, little <laughs> things in the background, you'd be like... Were they fucking drunk when they recorded this? (laughs) You're like, Yes, actually they were.
0: (laughs) Are you uh are you a fan of the front bottoms? Yeah, I am actually, yeah. So have you listened to any of their like first uh, recordings, like their first album? Um, their first like albums or EPs or whatever? I don't know which which they were, but, but yeah, probably But they have like a similar thing. They were recording um, you know, during like they were recording at this party house where there was just always parties going on upstairs yeah. or whatever and they'd be recording and like you can hear subtle little things like that on their record, which Yeah. I don't know. I think shit you like, like front that bottoms? is you're, I you're love it from bottoms, yeah. Are you a
2: Hobo Johnson fan? Uh
0: yeah. So here's the thing. I like watching his videos and I like the music while I'm watching the video. I still need to try it without the videos. Yeah. um, Just so I can like really feel the song. I would recommend this album. It's like 20
2: minutes and there's like
0: seven songs or something. I mean, I enjoy like like, like, his flow for sure. It's interesting
2: and the production style is weird and
0: like, oh, that (laughs) is my shit.
2: (laughs) That's the ticket. Give me the ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Such a. But yeah, I guess they're like most related artists is Front Bottoms, so that's why. it... Yeah,
0: no, I I love the Front Bottoms, especially like they're not to sound like a hipster fuck talking about their yeah, like the first EP. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. But like their first two Dude. albums, like on Barnon None Records, were like my favorite. I don't know if it was just it might have just been like because it's a time capsule of like I had just graduated high school. I had just started the Backseaters and like I was just kind of in this state of limbo and then the back or the front bottoms were just like you know just exist mm-hmm. and have a good time and yeah. hang out with your friends and I was like that's dope. So yeah. maybe Sometimes I feel like that with, like, favorite albums is because it's a time capsule reminds me of, like, yeah. a happy or a certain time. And that's why I love it. Totally. And maybe why I don't resonate with, like, their newer stuff. I mean, I still I still really like their newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, definitely won't be as good as their first <laughs> albums. <laughs> their first EP. Dude, it was recorded on voice so... memo on an iPhone. Was it really? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, I should have believed you. You never know. Yeah.
2: Seriously though.
0: But uh, well. Yeah. So check out Yanni
2: Laurel tomorrow yes. uh, dropping. <laughs> it's drop it uh, out.
0: it's actually gonna play right after that's our that's conversation. Yes. Good. So, good. Um, check it
2: out here. Add it yeah. on your weekend playlist.
0: Yes. So thank you guys for know, coming thank on. You. I really appreciate it. Really, I'm glad we started talking about bidets and funny stuff and happy stuff because <laughs> you dropped that Nashville bomb on me at the very beginning, and it kind of bummed me out. Oh, and no. Now I'm, now I'm a little bummed again. We'll but be back. I'm, I'm going to live in yeah. a car, so yeah. I live everywhere. Yeah. As, as long as you come back. Oh, I will. Uh, I
2: always try to win these 93-3 things yeah. and get let down every single You'd, fucking time.
0: They still don't play the backseaters. On 93.3, even now that we have like professionally the recorded. Thing? Yeah. I've hit up Alf, and he told us once we were too wonky. Too wonky? And, wonky. Yeah. Wait, I mean, like... Tonk, wonky, tonk wonky-wonk? Like, <laughs> no disrespect to Alf. I know that our music isn't, like, cookie-cutter mainstream Yeah, but it's stuff.
2: definitely 93.3.
0: Like. Yeah. There also could be the... It might be the possibility of there's a line in Ground Up, the single from the EP, where... I say, how can you call yourself an artist when you can't write a song for the radio? Uh, yeah. It could be that. But, like <laughs> I said, no disrespect to ALF or 93.3. Just fucking put us Dude, on, man.
2: Like, Dude, just let me win Hometown one time. <laughs> just Fuck, just it's let been let like win. 10 years. Or even the
0: prelims <laughs> where you get to play Jesus at the Summit. Just Christ. something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Damn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do just that. I, I don't just don't lucked into much. playing that show. <laughs>
2: that was a good one. Yeah.
0: Well yeah, thank you guys so much for coming Dude, on. Thank you. And uh for all the listeners, you're about to hear is it Yanni Laurel? Yeah, Yanni okay. Laurel. Yanni Laurel by water aerobics fueled by bad noise bears yeah! records out, bad noise slash productions. So <laughs> thank you.
2: No, thank you. Enjoy the two chord song. <laughs>